Welcome to Bachelor Banter. A wine-induced podcast discussing all things bachelor and bachelorette. I'm one of your hosts, Jade, an absolute bachelor addict. And I'm the other host, Dave, a bachelor virgin. (laughs) Pour yourself a glass of whatever you enjoy and enjoy the show. Cheers. Cheers! Well, Jade, we are back with a brand new show, and we've been excited for this one for a few weeks, haven't we? So tell us all about this new show. This is the Bachelor ABC spin-off show, Listen to Your Heart, which is actually based on the movie A Star is Born, which I don't think either of us have actually seen. Nope, but I've seen the trailer, and that qualifies me as an expert, so I'm going to run with it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's two musicians having a romantic connection, Sold. There's your synopsis. So I, I've not obviously before we started this podcast, I hadn't watched The Bachelor at all. So I, all this is kind of new to me. But I guess on this actual series, I feel like it's kind of a level playing field because it, it's it's something it's a Bachelor spinoff, but it's kind of something new as well. So. I mean, in the beginning, we end up with, you know, all the introductions to all these different people. And, you know, we have this initial uh, kind of drink slash dinner party thing where everyone's meeting. So who caught your eye from those initial meetings? The first girl that caught my eye was definitely Jamie. I mean, she's only 21. She carried on going on about how she's always been cheated on by her copious amounts of boyfriends. She was saying music is her love language and she really wants to find someone that speaks the same love language as her. But I mean, music is not actually a love language if you know what love language actually is. What, what is a love language? Okay, so the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time and physical touch. So you do a test online or in a book and it's it's a book actually written by a guy called Gary Chapman. And my love language, for example, is words of affirmation. Wow, that is fantastic. See, if you listen to this podcast, you get to learn new stuff as well. So that is really <laughs> cool. I mean, I, being a bit of a more cynical person, I mean, the fact that she's 21 and is like, oh, you know, I've been cheating on with all my boyfriends. I mean, come exactly. on, really? Yeah, how many? How many are we talking here? So, but but I mean, she is obviously like really attractive. She's good looking. She's beautiful. I think what we get to see of her later, though, you know, there is a bit of immaturity there. She's complaining about about getting cheated on, but you know, she ends up playing two guys off. I mean, Ryan is the first one, uh, or the first male to come into the the house. And then, yeah, you know, they instantly hit, hit it off. Yeah, absolutely. Until Trevor comes in and then she just does 180 and then focuses all her attention on him. Oh, uh, yeah. She she was very confused in this episode about who she wanted. And she I think there were def- definitely genuine connections with both Ryan and Trevor. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I'm sure we'll get onto the dates a little bit later. Now, next up, we had kind of Matt and Savannah come in. And, you know, we're starting to see there's lots of different uh, musical tastes that these people have. The producers have obviously, you know, tried to scatter them ar- around a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Savannah was, was pulling no punches with that black skimpy leather number, was she? She was, she was going all out day one. Yeah, I mean, 
we were just saying like who do we think is going to be the person that's going to stir up some drama and initially when she was introduced to us when she was at home doing her yoga and stuff I was like oh she seems quite tranquil and chill but I kind of feel like she's definitely going to stir up the drama she seems quite full of herself I think so I mean I, I do have to say I don't, I don't really think in the whole episode I don't think I saw her have a, a real connection with any one person mm. um, and not fast forward into the end but obviously we see this like really uncomfortable conversation with her and Michael which may appear yeah. on a meme at some point I'm pretty sure <laughs> god Michael was a shit show. <laughs> I mean, he starts singing to Savannah, I think, or something. Uh, Jamie's like kind of hearing what's going on, and she's like, God, that guy's freaking weird. And A, his music was awful, like proper <laughs> diabolical. <laughs> Then I think his song was called Hot Touch or something. And then he does beatboxes for Savannah. <laughs> he's just so weird. And then he like circles in onto Savannah's face and he's like, you know, I really like your lips. And Savannah's like, fuck, it's only night one. And I've already had to dodge a kiss in the first 15 minutes. He was he was unbelievable. I mean, he has the, the unshakable confidence of, I don't know, someone like David Beckham or something like that. <laughs> he was he was going all out, wasn't he? Straight away. And when he says that line about the lips, it was straight out of like Austin Powers or the office or something like that it was so cringeworthy and although i'm thinking oh you utter twat on the other hand i'm thinking actually i want this guy to stay in because he's going to be a car crash on tv he's going to be brilliant <laughs> well I mean, do you remember the part where he said to the one of the girls that he wants to get her in the jacuzzi uh, the hot tub with with the other couple oh yeah and she was just like no and she rejects him just like savannah it was so brilliant He's kind of like, um, he's a bit like Stifler in American Pie, isn't he? <laughs> you know, just trying it on with anyone to see I if he gets a bite perfect. occasionally. That's a perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. Who else do we get? I mean, we, we get to find out a little bit about the rules, don't we? So, you know, we get... To, uh, as these people are coming in and, and, you know, we're writing down, okay, who's who. But even the, the show, the way it's edited together, they don't actually show everyone who's coming in. And we get to find out that there's like 12 guys in there and eight girls. So clearly, yeah. you know, by the end of the episode, there's going to be a rose ceremony and four guys are going to go home. So that sort of convinces everyone, you know, they've got to step up their game. And we see Matt you know, going uh, going hard after it with Rudy, don't we? Yeah, first he gets Rudy into, into the hot tub that we just mentioned. I, I don't think that she really wanted to kiss him just yet. No, so I always go on about Love Island, don't I? Because that was my first step back into reality TV. And so, you know, now we're gorging everything, aren't we? Doing bloody Temptation Island, Tiger King, all sorts. But <laughs> Bachelor, it's always the way where... When it when the power is with the girls, then the boys really have to step up their game, you know. And mm. uh, when the power's with the boys, then the girls have to step up their game. Matt was clearly, you know, nervous for his place in the house, and so he was trying to explore it with Rudy, and he he was basically saying, you know, it, the best way to figure out if you've got a connection is through a kiss. 
And well, he said his his words were, "Do you judge people by how they kiss?" Yeah, which is obviously a leading question, Your Honor, isn't it? And it's like she she's like, "Well, you know, I've not had a connection with anyone else in the in the house." So for me, she was sort of signalling to him that you know you you're safe anyway. We don't quite need to go so fast. But he was. He was pushing it a little bit. He was trying to get that kiss, wasn't he? But but she wasn't sort of giving it up. No. I mean, the other girl that he's interested in is Mel. Well, that, I mean, that got interesting a little bit later, didn't it? So when uh, when we had the date, obviously, you know, so it was the second date. And I, I guess Rudy thought that she was quids in. She thought, you know, so Matt got... Well, she thought she was like... Going on the date because he told her that she was going on the date. But but did he? Well, it's all a bunch of editing stuff, isn't it? And he didn't deny that he said it when she told him that you did say it. I mean, God knows how much he drank beforehand. But <laughs> uh, I mean, so the date the date card read: um, choose a woman who could be your jam. I thought what he said was. I think you're misremembering or misinterpreting what I said or something like that. And you're right. You're absolutely right. So we saw probably less than 5% of that conversation. So it's really difficult to see, you know, who said what or whatever, because something could be on the cutting room floor. But I, from what we saw, I don't think he said he would choose her on a date. Because as far as he was concerned in that moment as well, he was the one fighting for a rose. Yeah. But also, I think he kind of, sorry for my blunt words, but fucked it because he was leading on, as far as we know, he was leading on, uh, what's her face, Rudy, but then he chose Mel for this date out of nowhere. We were like, what? We didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then it turned out, obviously, that there wasn't that much of a spark between Mel. Mel starts connecting with Gabe, and so... Matt really has no other option than to go right back with his tail between his legs <laughs> to Rudy, who literally completely destroys him. Yeah, I, I must admit, I did enjoy that. <laughs> it, it was weird, wasn't it? Because we we were totally shocked by that. I mean, when he chose Mel, we hadn't seen anything of that at all. I think he, he might have mentioned to the boys or something that, you know, he, he felt he had a bit of a connection, but we didn't really see anything. And after a couple of hours from those first introductions, he's trying to stick it on Rudy in the hot tub. I, c- I can understand that she's a bit hurt, but you know she ended up not getting that date because mm. you know he was firing off all the signals that he had eyes for her, and then so but, it was a weird move for him to go for Mel, to be honest. But so, okay, so she regrets not kissing him in the hot tub after that. And, you know, Matt's on the date with Mel and she starts singing this like whaley song about <laughs> how at least I loved you for a little while and now all I can do is smile. And it was just this really somber <laughs> tune. And I'm like, you've only known the bloke for 24 hours. Yeah, it was a little bit melodramatic a bit too soon, wasn't it? It, it was like, come on. <laughs> you know, you've just met the guy, and you haven't even kissed or anything, and you're talking about this this heartfelt, you know, these heartfelt lyrics, and and oh, it did make me laugh a bit that bit. <laughs> yeah, very very American. Yeah, well, very fucking woe is me kind of thing. But <laughs> um, 
I have to say, you know, one of the, I think one of the interesting themes in this series is, is going to be centered around Jamie, because we mentioned Definitely. about that initial meeting, you know, Ryan was the first guy in there, Jamie had got there, arrived there just before, and so Ryan gets to pick the first date card, and of course, we know he's only going to pick Jamie. Yeah. I mean, the, the date card said, choose someone who makes your heart sing. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess it's a theme. I mean, I, I mean, that's more of a question to you. Do these date cards, are they always a bit cryptic? And then you try and decipher what the actual date is? Yes. But I do think that, I mean, that's quite bloody obvious. And then yeah. Trevor on the sidelines going, oh, well, the date card said, choose someone that makes your heart sing. Maybe it's got something to do with singing. Like, <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. It's proper uh, Inspector Inspector Poirot on that, isn't it? Or Sherlock <laughs> Holmes? Yeah. Hmm. Could it be to do with singing on this musical <laughs> dating show? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they so they go and they go to uh, do some recording in a studio, don't they? And then Capital Studio. Yeah, and and. Actually, Jamie seems to to have a bit more of a connection with Ryan at this stage in the date, and and those feelings seem to grow. Yeah, so they're with the producer that did Gravity by John Mayer, and it's actually one of Ryan's favorite songs. So they get to do like a a cover of it, and I think that it was really lovely. I mean, he really is very patient and he adapts to her needs when, you know, the notes are a bit too low for her. I think that I actually think they work really well together. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it's, I think it worked really well. I agree. And you she could, was very nervous. Yeah. You could see in her eyes, couldn't you, that she was really nervous, but she was kind of looking to him for that kind of comforting reassurance. And so I, d- I do genuinely think they, they had more of a connection there. And I, I think she said it to the camera, didn't she? Yeah. And she also keeps bringing up this comfort and safety stuff that she needs, which I, so obviously that's very important to her. Yeah. But I mean, what, what do you think that about that as a date? Honestly, I know you feel differently. I... Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, well, I prefer it to the just sitting down and watching the plain white tees, which is what uh, was it Matt did on his date. Yeah, I I don't know. I find I find especially as they're both very creative souls and they love music, they love creating. I think it's a fantastic way to really get it quick in your head if you guys have a connection or not you know that you've got to work well together you've got to be able to adapt to each other and they've really nailed it i thought yeah i i just i don't know i guess my experience is so you know we're going back a few years now but doing work in the studio i personally found really quite stressful I mean, you when you're playing live, you can get away with all sorts. You can play get away with being all sloppy and not quite being right on the on the beat. And and I just I don't know, probably because it in my case, you know, we didn't have much money, so we were paying for our own studio time as well. So if you fuck <laughs> up and you've got like four other blokes staring you down at the the other side of the screen. <laughs> You know, like you fucked it up again. We've got to record this, costing us more money. You know, so yeah. I guess 
I guess, you know, I'm just a little bit tainted by that experience. Whereas, you know, if it's all lovey-dovey and, you know, time's not a not a problem. And the studio looked fantastic, didn't it? It looked, you, you've got all the recording equipment there, but it's designed to make you feel comfortable. You've got sofas in there and stuff. So I, I can I can kind of half get that, you know, it, for proper musicians, not like me just faking it, um, <laughs> You know, I can get that it probably would be, you know, quite romantic. And and it did, you know, despite what my preconceptions are, it, it did seem to go quite well because Jamie seemed at that point to be all in. Yeah, yeah. I thought that she was sold on Ryan from that point. Yeah. And so I, I think he definitely, you know, he had the ball in his hands. And then I, I guess, I mean, let's stick with that trio, I guess, because, I mean, Trevor for me was in the losing position there he'd missed out on the date you know they definitely they'd had a good date they worked at it they created this connection and she seemed quite loved up but then things do start to get a bit steamy in the hot tub yeah so trevor steals jamie from ryan he takes her to the hot tub and they have a very steamy kiss yeah and for me there's it was different. So to see Jamie in that scenario with Ryan, you know, and they've got that musical respect of each other and that musical connection versus mm. with Trevor, where it's more of a, a base level, you know, just pure sexual chemistry. And that, things were getting steamy there, definitely. What I like is that with these two, with Trevor and Ryan, we've gotten to know them on quite a, a personal level just from episode one so for instance we we know ryan he opened up to to jamie about the fact that he had seizures when he was young he had brain surgery at six they had a really genuine lovely chat which you know obviously that plays with our minds and makes us root for him quite a lot because we've got this connection with him ourselves now you know he's a a great piano player he reminds me a bit of michael buble Mm -hmm. Uh, and then and then we've got trevor who, I mean, he has my dog, my my future golden retriever, <laughs> who I've already named Alfie. So, I mean, I like him already. He's very attractive. <laughs> and um, he was an American Idol contestant. So, but the one thing about Trevor, I must say, is that I am not sold on his music. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think I saw quite enough from all of them um, to really understand exactly what the genres are but you know let's let's see i thought i mean jamie did <laughs> she when he played that song on the on the acoustic guitar i think that was the thing that sealed the deal and got mm. him a rose at the end of the day so you know clearly that struck a chord with her no pun intended um but I, I mean if you see if you if you watch it i mean to me ryan is a way better musician uh, and yeah I, I think that's what we were saying, though, isn't it? So she connects with Ryan on that musical level, mm. but she just wants to fuck Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Steady on. She's only 21. Well, I think that's legal. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, you know, not saying she's gonna. <laughs> what, what I found really funny is, so Trevor takes her up the stairs. He's trying to be really supportive and caring of her. He's really not trying to pressurize her. But, you know, just off to the one side, there's this acoustic guitar waiting. <laughs> and you'd think, okay, no, he's not going to bring music into her. He's not going to manipulate her with that. Next thing, oh, can I play you a little song? And then she's just like enamored 
Oh, you know, I love The Office, and that was such a David Brent move. I loved it. Um, <laughs> you know, because there's one episode, of the, I'm talking the UK Office now, there's one episode where, you know, he just gets out the guitar in the middle of this seminar and he just starts, you know, living out his boyhood dreams about playing music to people. <laughs> the, the, I'm going to really pick a net here, but when he's playing that acoustic guitar, you can actually hear that there's reverb on it. Now, yeah. you don't get reverb on an acoustic guitar. It's it's, it's a guitar. It's, it's just an instrument on its own. Usually, you know, through an amp or something like that, you add the reverb on. And and so I didn't even think to write it in my notes, but when, I'm, when we're talking back through that scene now, it just irritated me a bit because it just says it's not an authentic sound that we're hearing. If I'm hearing reverb, that's not actually happening in the moment. Hmm, interesting. Don't ruin the show for Sorry. me. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> it is real. It's not like wrestling or anything like that. Totally real. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> Who else kind of caught your eye in tonight's episode? Well, I, mean, I think... We've got lots of people to go through. Yeah, so I think the Julia Josh Sheridan triangle is quite interesting as well sheridan i really like i think that he has an incredible voice really like him and he walks in there he's the only guy with like a long curly hair this hat and he's like he really wants to find this connection and he seems so genuine until the typical blonde comes in and his jaw just drops to the floor <laughs> and that's julia like of course he'll go for her oh, not necessarily but when she's got the red dress as well, you know, that did kind of stand her out, didn't it? You know, in the, I, I don't know, it, it sort of did stand her out in the middle of that crowd. And then it was like, you know, bees around a honeypot, really, wasn't it? It was, she's definitely a hot commodity. Yeah. But I think, I didn't see Sheridan really go for anyone else, in fairness. No. And I think, you know, I, I wouldn't have said that he would have made that connection with Julia. But God loves a trier, and by God, he was trying. So, and, and in particular, when, you know, she's having a bit of a connection with Josh, and they're sat down there, and Josh is the, you know, he's got the shaved head, he's ripped, he's good-looking, got great eyes, and they're having a bit of a smooch there, and Sheridan's in the background like, <clears throat> can I sort of steal you for a chat for a minute? <laughs> you know? and, then he, and then he gets out the guitar and starts playing her a song. Before he played a note, I'm thinking, oh, this is so cringeworthy, this. But <laughs> he did play a nice song, and it seemed strike a chord with her. Yeah, I mean, she ended up giving her rose to Sheridan, and Josh left at the rose ceremony. We got to know a bit about her as well. She was, before she was born, she got diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, mm -hmm. and she actually used to think that would it ever even be worth finding someone and falling in love, would you be around long enough to establish that kind of a connection? And I feel like her chat with Sheridan by the fire was really deep and intense. Yeah, I kind of I kind of see something between them, to be honest. Yeah, and these... So, like... So, someone like Jamie and Trevor, for me, you look at those two and you think, yeah, they look like a good couple together. You put 50 people in a room... <laughs> And there's no way I'm choosing Sheridan and uh, 
and Julia at all and, and putting them together. So looks-wise, I don't think they're a match. But initially, they do seem to connect. You know, Sheridan, he's got that classic kind of Austin, Texas look, hasn't he? You know, mm. he's got the long hair, the hat and and everything. So I, I'm interested. I think he's a, like you say, he's an incredibly talented musician. I'm not really convinced on where that's going to go with Julia, but... Um, but let's see. I mean, he's played a blinder there, you know, from from the first episode at least. So looking forward to seeing where that one goes. Yeah. I mean, and Brandon was also pretty taken with Julia as well. I mean, he was initially awestruck with Savannah, but then decided he, he'd found a connection with Julia and gives it his all there too. Brandon's the, the sniper. Yeah. And like, obviously, X-Forces bit of a war hero and stuff i feel like i should be talking him up and rooting for him he seemed a bit smooth for me he he seemed to go in there and think he owned the place and you know it felt to me like he was the alpha male and he just had to choose a woman and whoever he chose that was it it was that would seal the deal yeah so you know matt right he was going on about what is the host's name? Is it Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> okay. like, what is he Thor in the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, guys, help me out." I was like, "Do you not know what show you're on? This is an iconic show. Have some bloody respect." I'm not, it's not just that. It's like you know, if you go if you're going for a job interview. You know, look at the fucking company website the night before. You know, because when they ask you, do you know anything about this company? And you go, nah, not a clue. <laughs> right? It doesn't look yeah. well. But the fact that you've been through that interview process, you've got on the fucking show, and you still know fuck all about The Bachelor, that's that's poor, that it's is. It's awful. And, and I think that, so- honestly, I, I'm not really warm into Matt because that's two data points now. So one is he can't even be asked to know who the who the host is two the way he treated rudy you know and, and kind of led her on he, he went aggressively after her and then when he when the power was in his hands he chose someone different two neg- two strikes for me i i think he he's not come off well in tonight's episode yeah i mean in the beginning i kind of really thought that Matt and Rudy were very well suited to each other. You know, she's super bubbly and loud. She gets his jacket when they're outside chatting. They're they're very both very carefree and jokey personalities. But I think she called his bullshit at the end of it, and she chooses of all people Ryan at the rose ceremony because um, Jamie chose Trevor. Yeah, but that that was one from left field, wasn't it? I, I was rooting for Michael, to be honest, because, I mean, they shared a little dance, hadn't they? You know, again, Michael plays one of his weird-ass songs with the confidence of fucking, you know, a Greek Adonis. The pussy dance. Uh, well, <laughs> I think, I, I don't think it was necessarily that, but the little blacked-out square and the faces of the people who were behind watching, I think, would <laughs> would kind of tend to agree with you. So, yeah, I, <laughs> honestly, I think, for me, Rudy's come across as a bit of a bunny boiler here. I mean, mm. you know, all right, she, she can genuinely feel aggrieved of how Matt treated her, but the way she behaved after that with that heartfelt song about, you know, 
betrayed love and what have you. And then she's bad mouthing him to everyone. And I... she was she was literally throwing up in her mouth when she saw his face. Yeah, and it's like that's a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> and I, I don't think we saw any sort of connection with Ryan and and anyone else other than Jamie. So for her to pick him was very, very strange. Yeah. Now, trying to think of who else. I mean, we had Savannah choosing Brandon. We had Mel choosing Gabe. Honestly, in that moment, because they went second, didn't they? And, and, you know, Matt had put all his eggs (laughs) into Mel's basket. But then she was clearly vibing with Gabe. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That was totally left field. Loved it so much. She was like, oh shit, now what? Um, but then Matt actually gets chosen by Cheyenne, which was also another like, what the fuck moment. Yeah, because I again, I don't think we'd seen anything from them. We hadn't seen a single conversation. Not, I mean, this was, this was a long episode for episode one, wasn't it? So it frustrates me with the editing on some of these shows that, you know, just show us like a 10 second clip or, or even mm-hmm. like five second one, like, hi, I'm Matt. You know, hi, I'm Cheyenne. All right. Okay. So we know they know each other. This was just really strange, but I'm, I'm putting it out there. Normally, if we watch shows like this, it's all about just that connection. And, you know, can you self, can you see yourself being romantically involved with this other person? Could it be like a, an additional dimension to this that actually if they, you know, they're playing about with the musical instruments during the daytime and whatever, because most of what we're seeing is in the evenings. Actually, if there's just a really top musician there, you know, could mm-hmm. someone just choose them because they think, oh, well, if you make really good songs and go on decent dates and stuff, then something rom- romantic may happen later. You know, there doesn't have to be that romantic connection from early on. Yeah, I do. I do think, for instance, though, like Gabe and Mel, I don't see a connection between them at all. Uh, Gabe has a very different style of music. He uh, he plays the cello. He's a very big Christian. And Mel, you know, she's got purple hair. She's a bit more indie looking. I'm I'm not so sure that they're going to connect at all. Yeah, I agree. You know, I was rooting for the for the alternative guy, you know, who we hardly saw at all other than he was wandering about in the background with his leather jacket. I was like, oh, that, that might be close to me. But yeah, he's clearly the miserable fucker who didn't speak to anyone. So yeah, also me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he didn't vibe with anyone at all, did he? So it, he just buggered off. But I'd have thought, you know, if you were placing people you know, on, on a chessboard or something, then I'd, I'd have thought, you know, him being a bit alternative, her being like a little bit punky, like there could have been something there, but yeah, obviously never going to know now. The crazy for me, so every every season of The Bachelor has one person at least that is balls to the walls, fucked up crazy. And for me, I thought it was going to be Becca, but we didn't really actually see all that much of Becca on this episode, which really surprised me. She's a very theatre-based, dramatic person, and I'm I'm very interested to see where she goes in this show, if she is the crazy or if they just made it out to be crazy <laughs> in the first 10 minutes of the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know 
she didn't come across to me as being crazy, just just a bit stage school, you know, so you've got to be a bit a bit more outgoing, whereas, you know, a lot more musicians are typically more brooding and <laughs> moody. Yeah. So I mean her genre of music is musical theatre. Yeah. So it it's it's just a bit different, isn't it, from the the regular kind of go into a studio or go up on stage kind of music. So, no, I, th- I think she'll be an interesting character in the house as well. But like I say, we just we just didn't really see anything. I I thought it was going to be Michael. <laughs> still <laughs> hoping, still clinging on to the hope that they're going to bring him back. Yeah, he would make great entertainment, wouldn't he? <laughs> he absolutely would. Now, Jade, you have been chomping at the bit for weeks now probably longer for for this to come out. So did this first episode, this pilot episode, did it grab you? Did it meet your expectations? You know, it, it's very different. It's it's totally different to the normal Bachelor. It's now down to equal amounts of men and women, which is more your style that you enjoy. The Bachelor is usually a man and 22 women or a, a woman and 22 men so it's it's different and now these people have got to try and navigate their emotions with only a select few that could potentially be into them so I mean obviously Ryan and Trevor are still in so Jamie's still going to be a bit confused with that if you know Ryan carries on pursuing her the the musical aspect in a way I know you think it's very cheesy and I hate musicals, so I don't really understand why I'm feeling this way. I'm probably close to my uh, lady time and I'm feeling a little bit emotional. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, to be honest, but I'm finding it quite quite beautiful to see people connect through through music, through a passion that they both share so so deeply and to watch two two people come together through a passion that they love and creating a song together, it's stunning. It is good. And I think, you know, one of the things we might explore as we go on through this series, you know, I've just got a slightly different perspective because having mixed in musicians circles, you know what, Jade? Most of them are fucking pretentious bastards. <laughs> the ones I've met anyway, you know, especially when you go to these gigs where there's lots of different bands playing and you, you have to get there early and do all your different sound checks and stuff. And everyone walks around like they're Bertie Big Bollocks, like they're fucking Oasis or something. <laughs> it, it's, uh, I, I, they just do my head in. But these, I'm taking these guys on face value that, that they're not pretentious bastards. That's just the ones I met. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's see. I mean, there were a lot of people for us to go through in this episode. We're not really sure if all the personalities truly thrived yet. So we'll have to wait until next week, I suppose. Yeah, and I tell you what, I think, again, it's going to be interesting what the rules are because we've never seen this before, so they can mix it up a bit. We did see a little sneak preview of next week, didn't we? So it looks like... Uh, what was it? One of Trevor's ex-girlfriend's friends was in there, and then yep. we saw her saying, "You know, are you, you going to tell Jamie about all the cheating and lies and stuff?" And it's like, oh, "Crikey, this and is going to get." This is where Ryan swoops in, I think. Yeah, because that's a massive trigger for Jamie is the cheating and the lying. And I, I yeah, I, 
that's probably going to destroy them, to be honest. It's going to give us so many doubts in their connection and their relationship, and Ryan will just come right in there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, um, you know, I love a bit of drama in these things, so I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see you next time for Listen to Your Heart, Bachelor Banter. Bye now. Bye.